Hi, my name is Jeff Pagano, and welcome to the Harpen and Rugby Preview Show. And joining me to look ahead to Ireland's quarterfinal against the All Blacks is someone making appearance number 63. Welcome to Mr. Neil Kigo Keegan. How are we? How are the nerves? Uh, how is everybody? <laughs> they're, they're, they're as good as can be expected after getting through to Friday and uh, the week before a match like this. But uh, just before we look at it, Kigo, um, we had John last week before the Scotland match, and you were woefully short with your prediction. You said we'd win by 21. It was actually 22. Oh. So I'm not, I'm not sure we even want to trust your <laughs> forecast this week. But seriously, how would you say it? Yeah, I, obviously the start is the start that we need this weekend. Um, the, the lads obviously played without fear and played with freedom the output was massive you could see that kind of the last quarter the 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 legs were were slowing down a wee bit which we can't have this weekend but listen that was a that was a knockout game of ball and they were not found wanting on any level so and Scotland came to spoil the party like that was that's a massive thing that uh, that they did last weekend it's another notch on the belt and we roll forward but listen everyone that's our output that we should be expecting things like that all the way through and if we do that then teams are going to struggle to live with us absolutely and it was interesting how they were so keen to react to what the scots had been saying in the week building up to the game when you consider there's we've got the all blacks this week potentially france or south africa to come down the line and you hear plenty of them the week before big matches as you do so it shows that they're ready for that kind of uh, in midweek battle as well yeah. Okay, so um, now it's time for uh, to look at our feature match of the week, which, as you can see there, is Ireland v. New Zealand in the quarterfinals of the Rugby World Cup. It's taking place at the Stade de France in Paris on Saturday, October 14th, kicking off at 8 p.m. Irish time. TV coverage is in Ireland is on Virgin Media 1 and ITV 1. And as ever, you can find the full listings for the weekend on harpenandrugby.com. Just click the Rugby on TV tab. Ireland named their match day 23 on Wednesday afternoon this week. And if you're watching on YouTube, it's right there in the screen or for the pod listeners it's in the program notes uh kigo's picked out three points he wants to talk about this is one uh, that uh, he's talked about before but it's worth repeating it's 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 important it's about ireland's uh, comfort as the favorites yeah absolutely it's a obviously as we spoke about before it's an irish thing we almost talk ourselves out of certain bits and pieces and you can see it creeping up kind of monday tuesday and there was some you know social media is an interesting place the best of times but it was correcting itself as the conversation would go like trying to point out that you know we are favorites we have to be comfortable with this we have to be able to react to being favorites number one in the world whatever your sport whatever your job is if you're good at it you've got to be confident that you are good enough to be able to perform under pressure the team has shown this long term um you know obviously there are ups and downs as there is in every form of life but we we are favorites for this game we are favorites for this tournament and we have been behaving like that all the way through. You look at other teams, we're going to talk about in, in, in point number three, how other teams are reacting to Ireland being uh, favourites for all of these things. But we have to be confident in that. We have to be able to handle that pressure, uh, you know, in our own lives at work and in the big jersey on Saturday. So I think the good thing is it started to correct itself a little bit um, in terms of people actually using logic and, and, and their brains as opposed to, you know, going back to the old way of thinking. So uh, we have to be comfortable with that. Yeah, I mean, like, um, my missus uh, follows the Irish team. She doesn't follow the Leinster so much. And she she's coming to me saying people that she works with are saying, oh, we're going to lose. We always lose to New Zealand. And this is a mentality that comes from people who only really watch when it is the World Cup. They follow when it's uh, when it's hype like this. And to be fair, if you've only followed World Cups, 
yeah. for, for Ireland. You're thinking 2015, we were confident then we were going to win. You're thinking 2019, we were confident then we were going to win. I mean, they, we really confident into those quarterfinals. 2019, maybe not so much against these same All Blacks, but no. um, it's it's something that's that's been felt before. But uh, I mean, like you, like we've always said, like if you if you want to get an inspiration for fans, all you have to do is watch the team themselves when they're talking in press conferences and little, you know, social media, little uh, bits they do online and stuff. They're, they're, they're relaxed. They're confident. And they, they know that they know the expectations of them going into this match, you know? I'm sorry. Andrew Porter did a short video during the week. Uh, Go, go watch that after you've watched this, this podcast, because it's a great interview with him. He's a kid. Obviously he's a mutant, but he's, he's a, you know what I mean? In the real grand scheme of things, he's a child. And he's speaking like a 60 capper. He's speaking like someone who's confident in his ability and the team's ability. It's a great watch. It really, it'll steady yourself if you watch that. Absolutely. I'll put a link there in the program notes. Okay, your second um, your second point is on the second row battle. Yeah, I, I love this. Um, so obviously with Ryan out with the with the hand injury, uh, it's it's Hendo and Byrne again, which obviously different different ways of playing the game. Um, or no, sorry, that's the old way of thinking. Ryan is now this kind of Henderson character, an abrasive, skillful guy, which is great. So there's not much change there. But it's you can see Henderson is hungry for that leadership role. And Byrne is right there. He can You can switch him 4-6. You can do all sorts. But on the other side, Retallick and Barrett. Uh, I think Retallick has a big game coming. Um, I, I think they're, whether it's stubbornness, whether it's uh, form up and down, whether it's being annoyed with how uh, the New Zealand media are talking about his team as an experienced player, Barrett as well. Uh, I feel he's going to he's going to have a shot at this. He's going to be really aiming at the disrupting the line out, going straight for Sexton, squeezing penalties out of Porter, which is again old thinking. But these are the things that he is going to be doing. All that experience is going to happen in that second row, and it's going to be a great, great battle. I think I think that our back, our second row, and their second row play a slightly different game. Uh, obviously, skill on both sides of the ball, but. It's a different game they're going to be playing, so it's going to be interesting to see how that how that matches up. Absolutely, and on, on missing James Ryan, I mean, um, obviously any team would would miss someone like him. But I suppose as much as I hate to um, hark back to that the Champions Cup final, I mean, you'd rather a scenario where um, you you knew you didn't have him and you had a you had a. Uh, second rows that were preparing throughout the week mm-hmm. getting ready together than to have him playing the game of his life and then lose him after 20 minutes yeah. and uh, have to cope then so um it's 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 better for him if he's not able if he's not able to be in the squad that that he's out and we've got two great two great lads there yeah. uh, taking his place okay and your final um has to, your final point has to do with um New Zealand and and um how they sound like Razzie yeah so like, this is an interesting thing because they I for the hundred years we've been watching watching the game, New Zealand have never um, never started the, the the over trash talk, um, or it's rare that they do it. Razzie does it because he knows that there isn't a huge amount more than that team can offer the World Cup. His team, they they came out against us and went for it, and they they didn't have it. Um, they don't have any other tricks to to to. So he starts talking. His bum starts flapping. Um, the All Blacks have started doing it as well. And and I, I don't think they need I don't think they need to do it. I think you know I understand they're not in their best run of form. But as we've said before, this is a free shot for them. They don't need all of this sort of trash talk. Even their their social media team are starting it as well. And to be fair, we've gone back with a few clips as well online, kind of with a, with a ba- bit of banter. But in any aspect of life, 
when someone you're speaking to or your opposition, when their arse starts flapping, that means they're worried. And they've been doing this all week. They've been even doing it before this team. Scotland didn't do it. Uh, they they went for it. Now, there's a bit of, we're going to stop the run. That's a different thing. That's players. But th- this is management speaking like this, speaking like Razzie. Uh, and, and I can only imagine sitting in the Irish dressing room going, listen, they're already, they're, their arses are flapping and it's only Monday. Let's just keep going. Let's put this pressure on them. Absolutely. The social media post, I don't know what that thing with the suitcase was all about. I mean, it was uh, it was screaming for, for saying that, oh, maybe they're going into the game carrying a bit of baggage. But um, <laughs> I don't. I mean, it just, uh, I don't know. I, I don't understand what the point is. But that's going to be, if it, the result doesn't go their way, it, that's really going to be taken off um, next week, I'd say. Uh, yeah, no, looking at the lineup, I mean, one the first thing um, I said about Ryan not being involved, um, I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if there was still a change before Saturday, um, there was a couple of players um, like Mac Hansen and stuff that weren't maybe 100% going into the weekend. They named the team early, uh, but I wouldn't say, but I think the important thing to realize is that if we do hear about that leg change, don't be too shocked because they would have been ready for that. This is a team that looks like they're, they're, they're three steps ahead of everything that that, that could go on. So um, the other thing is uh, it'd be great to see Jimmy O'Brien. He's the only player who hasn't yeah. played so far. Um, and um, just two, three more things, really. Number one, um, Russ Petty, who does great stats online on, on Twitter. If you're not following him, be sure you follow him. He always comes up. When it, when he does a tweet, it's a, it's a pertinent stat. He put up all the stats of all the appearances of the players throughout the um, throughout the pool stages and only two out of all the eight quarterfinalists only two players um played all 320 minutes in the pool stage and they're both irish it was um uh, hugo keenan and bondiaki so that 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 was a that was an interesting stat shows how ireland have kept the squad together um finally just the two elements that ireland need more than anything else and they get them from the squad it's the accuracy um, that's expected. I mentioned I, I mentioned that Champions Cup final. That was one thing Leinster were lacking in the closing stages from players we expected from. If we, if we can get the accuracy from the players that, that that we know that they can do, and also discipline. Only one yellow card in that pool yep. stages, and uh, only seven penalties conceded last week. Keep those levels as it is, and 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 we'll re- really be strong. Yeah, I think. Uh, sorry, just one thing on that tweet that you were talking about. There, there was a, a the table of discipline, the discipline yeah. table. Um, and you could see New Zealand further up with plenty of cards. So it's, it's almost a reversal. People were talking before tournaments or maybe six, 12 months ago of squeezing penalties out of Andrew Porter out of the second row. We're clean. It's New Zealand that have a discipline issue going in this weekend. So, you know what I mean? There's all the things that, that might have been used against us in a previous situation has been completely reversed by this team. It's a, it's a squad now, not a team. So, you know, the captain's run happened just before we started talking. Mac was out there running around. Lowe was out there running around. Everyone looks well, looks good. But as you say, if there's changes, Jimmy O'Brien's a Champions Cup player. Um, you know, uh, even Gibson Park on the wing, Crowley at 12, um, you know, Ring Rose on the wing, all this sort of stuff. So, and I think another thing is going to happen. I don't want to take up the whole day, but it's getting exciting. Our first receiver is going to change regularly during this game. I think that's a thing that we've been saving. So Bundy used to step in early Farrell. I think Bundy could step in. Uh, Ringrose can step in. All these sort of players can step in and open up that pitch because I think um, I, I think there are tricks to come out of this team that yep. we haven't seen yet. And we are going to see that. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so that's our squad. Why don't we have a look at the All Blacks now? They they picked their team uh, day late, day after us, and a couple of interesting uh, selections in there. Yeah, look, they're they're going for it now. Obviously, the the disciplinary issues we speak about. There's players being left out for going out and having a few beers. 
And listen, fair play to New Zealand for making that call because he, you know, I can't remember the player's name now. He goes out for a few points, great player, a lot of upside potential on him. This could have been a game where he could have really stamped his name on that jersey. Again, his arse flapped a little bit, went out for a beer and the coach says no. So that was a, that was a good, brave call by the coach. But I think, you know, you look at the second row, again, as we talked about Ritalik and Barrett, they're, they're, they're big, they're ready to rock. The back row, like, this is, I keep forgetting about back rows, but like, Kane, Savea and Smith there in the back row in or sorry, I've got it wrong. Frizzell, Kane and, and Savea. It's going to be another massive, massive battle. Like, you know, Doris and Savea on the same pitch at the same time. Let's go. Uh, and the back line, listen, they're all they're all due to to see what pressure does to them. Will Jordan again has been slightly up and down, but he's ready to rock. Ioni as well, and, and Jordy Barrett there in the, in the midfield. Like it's gonna be look, it's gonna be amazing. They've picked the best team they can while leaving out a potential player, which I guess maybe if you're working off potential as opposed to results so far for players, maybe he would have been left out anyway. But um, it's a strong team. It's a strong squad. We have our own squad, Boomer, ready to go as well. So, you know, there's going to be no excuses after this game. This is the the best of the two squads. This is the irresistible force against the immovable object. And this is this is exactly what we asked for. When we looked at this squad, we looked at this group, we looked at this tournament. This is what we wanted. When we get to the end of this tournament, there will be no excuses, no weak side of the draw, none of that stuff. We went through it to get there. And and it's just it's beyond exciting. Yeah, I mean it's uh I mean you look at the you look at the Elbox lineup and we we've all watched Super Rugby over the years. We know we know individually that these play each one of these players can dominate matches. I suppose it's all about how they come together on the day um compared to compared to Ireland who've shown how well they play together. Um, yeah, it was an interesting call even to lay out and being so open about, well, I suppose he had to explain why he was left out because he would have been expected to start. Interesting mm-hmm. choice on the bench. I really thought um, they'd give Cam Roygaard a go um, as a sub uh, scrum half uh, over Finley Christie, but uh, a lot of the All Black fans are, are are surprised at that as well. But, you know, you don't want to make too many uh, questions about the bench. I mean, obviously, when, when they're being introduced, uh, you, you hope the game is, um, has, has moved on at that stage, you know, but it's a, no, definitely, a, definitely a strong lineup. But like you always say, you pick a team from the two teams and believe this is the All Blacks. You, you'd, you'd be pushed. I mean, you look at the, the, the best player you'd have on that team, I'd say that would really stand out would be Savea at number eight, but then you put him against Doris. Who would you pick first? I mean, it's, it's a, it's a tough call right the way throughout the squad. I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's amazing that we're even in this position to, um, to, to have such a strong squad uh, up against the All Blacks in a quarterfinal. Okay, so now it's time to move on. A quick look at the officials. As you can see there, Wayne Barnes has the whistle and um, the weather for uh, Saint-Denis in Paris is uh, pretty much the same as last weekend. There's a little chance of rain, a little bit cooler uh, than last weekend, but little or no wind, so it should be should be perfect conditions there. Um, so that brings us to the other three quarterfinals. Um, of course, there's a lot, a lot of great matchups there, but which one stands out to you the most? Uh, look, South Africa, France is, is going to be massive. Uh, the box name their squad, I think, was this morning. Time has lost all meaning. And they've kind of gone with experience. Um, again, I think when you're, you know what's against the wall, you, you go with what you know, and that's what Razzie's done. It's, um, but like, you know, DuPont will be back in with his broken cheek uh, or repaired cheek. That's where they're going to go. Uh, but obviously it's going to be exciting. Um, but like, full disclosure here, my full-on emotional, physical energy is going in to eight o'clock tomorrow night. Yeah. Um, 
and that's it. I look to be totally honest. I I'm going to watch South Africa France. I'm not invested in that at all. Yeah, I, I'm I'm going to enjoy that as a innocent bystander. Well, let's just uh, say our our, our en- talking about it now on Friday morning. Uh, our enjoyment of Sunday is like almost 100 percent, 110 percent dependent on what happens yeah. on Saturday night. So it'd be a totally different uh, watch either way. But no, it's definitely definitely one to look forward to and a, and a good way to end the weekend. Yeah. Okay, so um, that brings us finally to head on the block time. You got to make it, man. What's your prediction? Yeah, we're, listen, we've, we've got it. Um, I think I think it's a score. Like, I think it's seven points, something like that. Seven to ten. Um, and, I, yeah, and I think the, I think it's going to be a strong finish. I think it's going to be the opposite of last week. I think we're going to finish strong like we do and, and really send a message. That's good. Yeah, I know I have seven points as well. But, you know, it's 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 kind of a in brackets plus or minus seven because you could you you, you could see it going the other way, but it's definitely leaning towards leaning, leaning towards us. And uh, that's it. it. I mean, you, you literally you couldn't ask for a better position to be in going into a match like this. And um, it's you know, we'll just we'll just have to see how they get on. OK, so, of course, as we're recording here on Friday morning, we also want to wish the Irish women the best of luck for their opening match in the inaugural WXV tournament. They're competing in the third tier, which is being held out in Dubai. They kick off against Kazakhstan at 4.30 p.m. on Friday Irish time. And you can watch them on Rugby Pass TV, which is totally free. You just need to register first. So be sure to give them your full support as well as the men. Okay, so before we wrap things up, Kigo, uh, what stand-up gigs do you have lined up? Well, as we as we record this on Friday the 13th, um, the big show is on tonight in Crowbar in Temple Bar. So if anyone's listening to this, pop on in, uh, say Harpen at the door, and you can uh, have a seat all to yourself. Uh, but no, that's the big one. And then we kind of take a little bit of a break um, I was supporting Joe Rooney last night in the Mermaid Theatre. So, you know, all this sort of stuff is building up. We take a little bit of a break. Uh, we celebrate uh, tonight and tomorrow night. Uh, and then we get ready for uh, what happens next in the World Cup. The table is set now. It's time to go have some dinner. Fingers crossed. Yep. And okay, brilliant. Many thanks to Kigo for Harpin and also to you for turning, tuning into our latest preview show. Enjoy the match wherever you are and be sure to follow us all on the usual social media channels. We will, of course, have a wrap pod for you recording on Sunday evening. Hopefully you'll help us out by liking, sharing and subscribing. In the meantime, stay safe, everyone. Slán. <laughs>